Welcome to the CBD Ed Show with Edward Cheney, the founder and CEO of Canafil, a manufacturer of CBD-infused products for human and pet consumption. In this program, we will discuss the uses of CBD and other methods for alternatives and complements to conventional medical treatment. Now, here is your host, Ed Cheney. Welcome, listeners, to the CBD Ed Show. I'm your host, Ed Cheney. Along with co-host, wonderful Kimberly Rose. Good morning, everyone. Kimberly has so much to contribute to today's show. Being a former marijuana user. Yes, yes, I've been that. I think she'll be able to connect uh, with a lot of the content of today's show because today is CBD when marijuana is recreational. Why was that even a considered title? Well, because we knew... That a lot of users, especially in medical, they have medical needs, might feel a little less reluctant to try marijuana, medical marijuana, for some of their ailments. But today's marijuana is not what it was if you were, you know, born in the 50s or the 60s. Yeah, definitely not the same. And it could really cause a problem. And we would like to be able to share with you situations and and stuff that might be helpful if you are on in that group. Yeah, I honestly, I think it's just an adjust, adjustment period. You just, again, just like with yeah. CBD, yeah. you got to find your dosage. you got to find your milligrams. Right. And it can be a, a little scary if you overstep. Uh, unlike with CBD, you can, you can go high and not have yeah. a, a hugely bad experience. You're yeah. just going to get very sleepy and want to take a nap. But with THC, it can it can be a little, it can yeah. be scary if you overstep and go into a THC storm. So and it's right. not hard to do right now. All right. So, and we have a long agenda here to get through. Yes. Uh, and we're going to jump right in. But much like Kimberly is saying, it's really a very simple model. Cannabinoids, cannabis is very, it is, has been widely accepted to treat a lot of our ailments from a place of natural, no risk, no side effects. Right. The, the, the good, the, the easy way to look at this is in the cannabis plant, the more cannabinoids you can get in you, the better the solution. The problem is, is you can't have too many THC cannabinoids mm-hmm. because if you do you will not be able to operate. Right. That's it. Just boil it down to something as basic as that. When you go to a a CBD intense, a a product that has more CBD than THC, then you can up your dose without the consequences of, you know, falling down on your face. Yeah. Okay? (laughs) So make it as simple as that as we go through all these. Right. Components. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's just first, we started out with, you know, there is a situation that causes for us to be able to provide you with information, and that is the acceptance of marijuana is definitely increasing, specifically as it became recreationally legal. Yeah, I, I mean, we're super excited about this. We don't ever want anybody to think this is not anything that we don't think is a great thing. Yes. Um, we're just trying to like guide you. you. Yeah, kind of yeah. just guide you yeah. through the steps. So 
Now, with the legalization of the recreational use of marijuana, here are the reasons uh, the acceptance is really there. And you'll agree with this because now your neighbor can get it. Yeah. Nobody needs a card. Right. Your, 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 your kin can get it now. Your best friend can get it. And all of them have their own opinion. Mm-hmm. And it's normally not yours. So that's the one thing about medical marijuana or recreational marijuana. It can have an impact differently from one person to another and from one condition to another. Yes. And that's the only thing. So it's, it's really difficult to not want to jump right in when it becomes recreationally legal because of all those influences you now have that you did not have when it was controlled. Right. Very good. Yes. Okay. There are two types of medical cannabis, and it's really important that you distinguish between the two. And trust me, they are being crossed. They are being used constantly, one in replace of the other, without you even knowing it. Mm-hmm. Here are the two. You have medical cannabis that normally is considered CBD high products. Medical cannabis. Why is it always CBD high products, like from the hemp plant or something that has been produced with very little THC? It's because when it's medical cannabis, you can take a lot of it mm-hmm. and you may need a lot of it. So yeah. medical cannabis generally is high CBD, low THC. And then you have medical marijuana. Right. Always easily described because it can only it, it can only be sold at a dispensary. Right. All right. So medical marijuana can only be sold at a dispensary and is commonly high in THC. Yes. Good. Definitely. Okay. So that's a good good start in your knowledge pool. Two versions: medical cannabis, medical marijuana. All right. Now, there's also a lot of hype. You know, here in Arizona, just last Friday, recreational became open to the public. Yes, it did. I don't think, I don't think the, I think the public was ready, but I don't think the stores, the dispensaries were ready. Right. But that's another, that's another conversation for another day. Uh, when you are looking at referrals, and Kim, you definitely can have a conversation here, uh, because I know you're very aware of these two items, referrals of cannabis, of marijuana, medical marijuana use for, from friends. Yes. Referral from friends and instructions from the employee at the dispensary. Right, right. Well, I think you definitely want to go to a licensed dispensary. Well, you can't get any type of marijuana right now unless you're at a dispensary. Right. And if you go elsewhere, please don't go elsewhere. Well, we have that. That's okay. down here. Yeah. yeah. So I would say definitely go to a dispensary. You're going to have someone behind the counter. Um, I, I refer to them as a marijuana sommelier. Um, but they have a lot of knowledge, but they don't have all the knowledge. So always do a little bit of research before you go. Where is their knowledge at? Well, you can you can look online. I no, mean. where is there the, the employee behind the counter? So it's been my experience, and I actually got it from you. Uh-huh. Is that their focus is on THC? Oh yes, definitely. They're at a dispensary. You are going to be facing all THC products. 
There w- might be a few CBDs in there. I think they do a one-to-one THC, CBD right, situation. Right. Let's, let's talk about that. Mm-hmm. So they do. They'll look at you and go, well, here's a one-to-one THC. Yeah. Okay, so most of pain management requires about 40 milligrams of CBD to solve it. Yeah. Well, if you're also getting 40 milligrams of THC, now you're in trouble. Let me tell you the <laughs> THC storm you're going to be yeah. in for for about five hours. Yeah. So even that that knowledge they don't they're not aware of what they're used to is oh I've been smoking my whole life I already know what forty three milligrams of THC is going to do we're all good right I hand it over here yeah they're also you know fairly entry level employees yes the dispensaries in a state that has recreational has, has legalized recreational, man, that is a busy state. Those employees behind the counter are doing their best just to keep up. Right, right. They and are. so they, and they the, might not have time, obviously, to walk you through all the steps because there's a line outside the door. And yeah, they still are trying yeah. to get, you know, everybody... You know, you don't, it's terrible when you have a line out the door. You just can't yeah. spend the time you need to spend with someone. Right. And if you're brand new to um, marijuana, you, and, oh, yeah. oh, I did it a long time ago. Oh, I know marijuana. Well, you don't know today's marijuana. And just do a little bit of trying to get on the, on the internet, trying to just learn a little yeah. bit about what you can. Yeah, and, and, and that is our, our next step. You know, for those first-time users, if you're considering or now open to the idea of a form of medical marijuana from a dispensary, here are some tips for us. Here are some tips we have for you. Yeah. Again, first-time users, be cautious with your friends making the referral because of the effects. They will always be different between one body to the next and one condition to the next. Mm-hmm. Also, we, were share- we shared with you our thoughts on the person behind the counter, very good at THC, maybe, and, and pressed for time. Right. <laughs> and we'll just leave it at those. I love them to death. They, they definitely have a tough job. But it's, I think it's important, and we've seen lots and lots of doctors really push in this direction. And by the way, uh, they all want to hear that you are considering this because they have been told to be open and non-judgmental because it is here to stay. Yeah. And they'd rather be a part of your decision than to be removed from it because you're scared to talk to them. I saw that so many times through reading this week. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, um, so most doctors are urging that you go online and do research regarding marijuana and do it specifically to your condition that you're wanting to treat. So if you're treating pain, if you're treating high blood pressure, go specifically to that article. Yes, definitely. So you type in Google, medical marijuana and glaucoma. Right. And then read up on it. Find what you need to know before running to the dispensary is their recommendation. Yes. I thought now is a good time. Let me tell you some good places to go in order to get good data. Because mm-hmm. if you just go in Google, you're going to find 300 stores all trying to convince you to come to their store, which means they're going to tell you what you want to hear. 
Mm-hmm. Right, right. I mean, <laughs> yeah. listen, it would be really nice if doctors would also do a little bit of they research. They will. They yes. will soon. It's, it's happening. <laughs> that would be nice. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, but it, definitely. There's still struggles with it, but they're getting there. Yes, let's hear where they should go, because that's always a good idea if yeah. you can guide someone to a good place. Yes, and again, remember, great. These, these places are great for you researching medical marijuana for a specific condition, and that's what you type in. So the three places I have for you are Google Scholar. Mm-hmm. If you don't know how to get there, just go to Google, type in Google Scholar, and it'll send you right into that. That page looks exactly like Google, but it filters out all the sales. All you get is clinical reports. Yeah. Uh, PubMed. PubMed. P-U-B-M-E-D. Yes. And then last is NCBI. N-C-B-I. That, by the way, stands for National Center for Biotechnology Information. Mm-hmm. Uh, those three places are very trustworthy, in my opinion. Yeah, and they'll be, Even, they're yeah. not biased. Yeah. They're not trying to sell you anything. They're not trying to talk you into anything. They're just True. giving you information. With it, but the interesting spot is most of these are all clinically driven. Yeah. So they're, they're either reviewing clinical studies or producing clinical studies and providing that info to you. You, you. you probably wonder why I'm not asking, why I'm not saying the Mayo Clinic. Well, because the Mayo Clinic doesn't do these studies right. and they want to pull back and reference some of these things, but not draw a precise opinion because it holds exposure to liabilities. Right. So you, even you go to Mayo, you'll get light information. Right. And you also get a lot of opinions. So trust me, l- those three places are a ver- they're high, high success in you getting the information you need. They're, and they are very informative, very wonderful. Um, you're not you're not gonna um, get a lot of fluff. Yeah. So when you go, wow, this this is really dry reading. This is really, <laughs> oh my gosh. But but try and get through it. Yeah. And right, and, right. and find the part that uh, you yeah. understand because it can be a little challenging yeah. if you're not you know used to the language. Now we've been through all the language. Feel free to email us. Yeah. Or call us. Mm-hmm. Email us at info at We've already done all this work. We will provide you with those documents. We will provide you with links. Or we can just provide you with the time to have a one-on-one conversation with you. Yeah. Completely happy to do that. Why is this so important? Mostly it's because of unwanted outcomes. Right. It ain't the same stuff they used back in the 60s and the 70s. And not even close. <laughs> no. No, and you, you want to have a good experience. You don't want to then if have a bad experience and then tell your friend, oh, uh, yeah. don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. Because we really want, we still want this plant to come out. Yeah. It, 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 there is a little bit of caution to it, but if you <laughs> do it the right way or the, yeah. the, the safe way, then you won't have that bad experience. Well, and understanding cannabis in general. There yeah. are versions of the cannabis plant. It's important that you understand which of those versions are best designed to help you. Right. Really super critical because if you just jump over to one, that's where we're talking about unwanted outcomes. And these unwanted outcomes can be severe. Let's move to check in why unwanted outcomes could happen. So there was a Harvard study. Kimberly and I were talking about this on the way uh, to the show today. 
Harvard study did some analysis of THC percentages in marijuana over the years. They started out in 1995, and the average amount of THC in your marijuana was at 4%. Oh, okay. wow. So okay. you went and got yourself a bag, rolled up a couple of joints, and each one of those joints would have 4%. And I've watched TV. Yeah, that one joint, and you're happy. Yeah. Okay. All right. Even a half a joint. 4%. 4%. I know, right? right here we go. Here <laughs> we go. <laughs> In uh, 2014, it moved up to 12%. That's a significant jump. Yeah, that's pretty potent. Right? That's a very significant jump. Anyway, so that's, uh, let's do it. That's three joints. So back when it was only 4%, can you imagine yourself smoking three joints in one sitting? I'll, no, that's, that's a lot. <laughs> but that's what, that's what the percentage was in 2014. Yeah. Then, OMG. <laughs> OMG even. <laughs> 50% today. Yeah. They have a range of 25 to 55 but I was reading a bunch of studies, and people were like, oh, I tried something that was at 56 point, and right. I, how many joints did you have to sit down in 1995 to get to that number? Um, I'm thinking you're doing the whole bag. You're Cheech and Chong. A minimum. You're, a minimum. <laughs> up can in any, smoke. Can any of <laughs> us of, of the aging community, now, now you can consider what the unwanted outcomes are going to be. Yeah, that's yeah, not. Yeah, they're uh, going to be horrific for some. I don't know. On a recreation side, that's one thing. But on a medicinal side, those outcomes could be, wow, really challenging. Well, that, and that's the thing. And now, maybe there's a little bit of a good side to this, that, that you use less, yeah, so your right. product lasts longer. But, that's but not again, what you in do. the beginning, you don't know that. You didn't know that. You didn't so know this is that. why we want to help you today. Yeah. So approach it consciously. We'll give you more tips on this, but hopefully this sets the stage. Yeah. This yeah. is where we wanted to go with this. Boom. Really super easy. I, I bet we have a lot more people listening right now. Yeah. Because <laughs> even when I saw those numbers, I went, wow. Yeah, <laughs> that, right. That looked pretty, uh, yeah. It's intense. And I'm a tough guy. I could handle a lot, but that seemed, That's intense. That seemed crazy. Yeah. All right. Let's move over. Let's, let's, talk about, let's talk about some risks. Like, let's go first to the aging community because I think they have more chances of having unwanted outcomes because they knew what they knew many, many years ago. Right. And they're maybe carrying that over to today. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, and we have a lot of on-hands information, including uh, Kimberly has a lot of it because the store, the Canterville store was set up very, to look very medicinal, wasn't it? Yes. I mean, it doesn't have flashy anything in it. It's very conditional specific. All the products in there are extremely high quality and well vetted. Mm -hmm. And the staff is extremely trained. So we tend to attract more of our aging community. Well, they get more, yes, because they get more knowledge, you yeah. know. And again. They, they do. They crave it. Yeah. They understand the value of it. So we do. We get a lot of of the aging community there. So, so Kim, feel free to chime in, but also know that a lot of this is based off of firsthand interaction with our aging community. Mm -hmm. Okay. Definitely. Um, 
and that even includes, you know, our parents. Yes. And then people who are in our other fam- our extended family and friend circle. Uh, all right. Now, when we read stuff like this, uh, THC has opposite effects on our body at both a low high dose and a high, a high dose. So I'll say that again. THC has an opposite effect. So when you take it at a low dose, you get one thing might happen. But you take it at a high dose, it can be absolutely opposite. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Let me read a few. Let me read through a couple of doctors who had made some uh, claims to this. There was a Nora Volkov, director of the National Institute of Drug Abuse. All right. She says, when someone takes marijuana at a low THC content to relax and to stone out. I like that she used that term. (laughs) Actually, it decreases your anxiety, she says. Uh But high concentrations can cause panic attacks. And someone consuming high enough levels of THC, you become full-blown psychotic and paranoid. Oh, yeah. I'm sure that, well, I mean, I know that I have customers that have said, I did not like that. Right. That scared me. Yeah. I became so paranoid. And... um, it's just because they just did a little too much. Right. That's what I keep, misinformed. I just try and bring them back. Don't don't panic. Yeah. And the best thing you can do when you, uh, as we've said before, when you get into a THC storm, take some CBD. <laughs> it yes. will calm all that. Clinically, clinically shown to have done this and well accepted. Yeah. Yeah. This is not an opinion. Uh, okay. She also said that weed can have a similar paradoxical effect on the vascular system. Because I know a lot of will look at this for blood flow conditions. Mm -hmm. But Valco says, if you take low content THC, it will increase your blood flow. But high content THC can produce massive vasoconstriction and it decreases flow through the vessels. So, again, misinformation. Right. Right. All well, related around uh, 56% or 55% THC. Yeah. I didn't know. 4% would have been fine. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. And you can, you can feel it when you're going through that, again, THC storm. Okay. Your heart, you feel like your heart's beating out of it. It's just going crazy. And you're just, it, it, it's just not a fun thing. Well, here we have another uh, associate professor. I'm sorry, Associate Professor of Emergency Medicine and Medical Toxicology at the University of Colorado's School of Medicine. Well, if I had to put that on back after my name, <laughs> I'd shoot myself. This is Andrew Monte. Studies done on the medical benefits of pot usually involve very low doses of THC, says Mont, who adds that the doses are far lower than what people are getting at a dispensary right now. Mm-hmm. He does cite an example. Uh, David Dukes, a 51-year-old based in Boston area, turned to marijuana after an ankle surgery last year. He said, I thought the medical marijuana might be a good alternative to opioids for pain management, he says. And based on the advice at the dispensary, David began using a variety of weed with 56.5% THC. 
By the way, I'll say that again. 56. Based on the advice at the dispensary, David began using a variety of weed with 56.5 THC and says it only exacerbated the nerve pain. Yeah. All right. So after experimenting with a few other strains that he directed himself to, he says what worked for him was one with THC only at 0.9%. That's less than even 1%. And they had him at 56. And he said this eased his nerve pain. My guess is, now we understand cannabis really well. You're not going to get all the way down to just 0.9% unless you've elevated your CBD in that same plant. Right. So you're now back at what a hemp derived CBD for pain management would be, which would be right around 25 molecules to one molecule, uh, 25 CBD molecules to one molecule of CBD, of THC. Yeah. Anyway, interesting. So kind of aligns with our, our suggestion there that sometimes the dispensary crew is really focused in on THC. And they're yes. just not as aware of the medicinal values as people in the CBD industry because we have to focus there. Right. Yeah, theirs are divided between recreation and, and again, busy lines. and. Yeah, and, and it really does take a lot of knowledge and time to, to get used to that knowledge and to use it. Um, and, and if you don't, again, if you have a line and you're just storming through it. Yeah. Yeah, so... So again, uh, we have multiple professionals and experts who look at CBD. I don't see any side effects, nothing. Take as much as you want. Lots of clinical studies there. uh, And we have an understanding of what areas it has impact and what areas it doesn't. THC also has positive impacts in areas, but the problem is you can't take too much of it. Yeah. So, and if you do, it's not just you're going to be uncomfortable. They're suggesting an opposite. Right. Paradoxical kind of a concept. An opposite effect could happen. Mm-hmm. You know, instead of relieving your, your anxiety, you could be exasperating your, your, your anxiety and become more psychotic. Well, and even when you're do, using it for sleep, you'll, you'll find that if you, fi- if you can get the right balance, um, you can have a good night's sleep. If you do too much THC, again, there you are, paranoid, awake, yeah. heart pounding through your chest. You just, you're not going to get your good night's sleep is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. So. I have personal experience with this myself. So. <laughs> yes. uh, and I'm happy to share. But I think uh, I've got a list here of both things that THC has been demonstrated to help with. Yes. I've also got a list of side effects that THC has been known to contribute to. So I want to be able to stay those all in a whole. So we're going to take a break first. And then when we come back, we're going to review those two things. Mm-hmm. So listeners, stay tuned. We'll be right back. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. 
Live authentically, heal naturally with Canafil. We have three unique blends for pain relief, reducing stress, and promoting healthy sleep. Visit Canafil.com for the convenience of online shopping that includes free shipping. Or if you're in Arizona, stop by our store in Phoenix for personal consultation and product selection. Our friendly staff is here to help you. All of our products have full third-party testing and a seven-day satisfaction guarantee. Call 480-599-1003 or visit Canafil.com. Canafil, giving you your life back. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though. So this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on The Voice of America Variety Channel. You are tuned in to the CBD Ed Show. If you have a question that you'd like addressed on a future episode of our program, please send an email to info at canafil.com. That's info at C-A-N-N-A-F-Y-L.com. Now back to the CBD Ed Show. Okay, listeners, welcome back to the CBD Ed Show. Let's talk about CBD now that recreational marijuana has been let out of the bag. <laughs> I think it's exciting. I think it's fun. I, uh, I've i gotten many phone calls. Are you, guys selling, are you guys selling marijuana? No, we're not selling marijuana. That requires a different license, and um, we decided not to jump into that pool. Yeah. We love our CBD. We do. We do. Yes. There's too many limits with THC. I'll say that there is too many limits. Yeah. Canofil was created to be science-backed and condition-specific. Right. THC has a much broader appeal to recreation. Recreation and uh, recreational. And that's not a condition that <laughs> that's, that's on our plate. Yeah, and and listen, I've always told all my customers when they come in, THC is fine at night, but if you Mm -hmm. still have to get up and function through your day, it's rough. Can be CBD's your answer. Yeah, yeah. So let's uh, let's start with. uh, We said that THC does have studies suggesting it has an impact on certain conditions. Remember, the level of THC is not really going to be disclosed here, but does fall under uh, the earlier statement, which most clinical studies and most clinics uh, do studies on smaller percentages of THC. Yes. All right. So, and this is evidence from the Mayo Clinic. They did, uh, they did write something. Uh, research on the use of marijuana for specific conditions show that glaucoma, 
Marijuana might reduce the pressure in the eye caused by this eye condition. However, the effect appears to last only a few hours. Uh, how about nausea and vomiting associated with cancer treatment? Research has shown that an active ingredient in marijuana, which is THC, effectively reduces nausea and vomiting and people undergoing chemotherapy. Yes. Pain. Marijuana use might reduce the intensity of shooting or burning pain, often due to nerve damage. Neuropathy mm -hmm. is probably one of the bigger ones. Yes. Uh, diabetes and other conditions that might cause neuropathy, they're suggesting a small amount of THC is helpful. Now, uh, I have some knowledge here, too. Uh, if you go to a dispensary, again, you have to look for high concentration of CBD mm -hmm. with a low amount of THC. Now, if it is shooting throbbing pain, I am all about you up into THC. So it can dull your mind to that or distract you from it. Yes, but yours don't was. don't go too high because then the paradox could happen. Right. Then you run into that place. But yours, so yours was the restless leg. Is no, that... I have experience with dealing with people with neuropathy. Oh, yes. Rough one to solve, right? I mean, yeah. haven't you fought that battle? Uh, and yeah. we found that the only product that worked in our store was when we used a what we call the full spectrum, which, by the way, next week's show will be on full spectrum mm -hmm. CBD products. Uh, but when you use a full spectrum, why? Because there is a 0.03%, I mean, I'm sorry, a 0.3% amount of THC in there. Right. And the combination of that and high levels of CBD seemed to be the only thing that had uh, an impact on neuropathy. That very painful condition, neuropathy. Yeah. Anyway, let me keep going. Seizures. It's not clear if marijuana effectively treats seizures. And then spasticity. Marijuana use might reduce muscle stiffness or spasms and urinary frequency caused by multiple sclerosis. Again, this is evidence from uh, Mayo Clinic Review. Mm -hmm. uh, there's some interactions they also provided for us. Possible interactions include alcohol. Marijuana use might increase the effects of alcohol. Woo, for some people. I mean, if it's <laughs> Friday night, why not? <laughs> <laughs> Anticoagulants and antiplatelet drugs. Herbs and supplements. These types of drugs, herbs and supplements, reduce blood clotting. Marijuana might change how the body processes them, possibly increasing the risk of bleeding. Okay, yeah. Okay. Don't want to do that. Uh, CNS depressants. Marijuana use in combination with CNS suppressants or depressants might increase the sedative's effect on these drugs. Does it say what a C, what's a CNS? It did not, and I, and I should have checked, but I did not. Oh. But you will know if you have a CNS depressant okay. uh, medication. Uh, selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors. Mixing marijuana with this type of antidepressant might increase the risk of mania. So another psychotic event. So, again, if you're using so a that's selective probably serotonin like, reuptake inhibitor. Excuse me. It's probably like a PTSD type of... Uh, could, could use those, yes. Yeah. Correct. Correct. So what he's suggesting is keep a powerful eye on it, and that one really be careful on your levels. Right. All right. Yeah. Uh, let's go to the risks. Uh, what are, are, I'm sorry, side effects? Some side effects that have been reported include, nobody's going to believe this first one. What is it? Bloodshot eyes? No, oh, that bloodshot. doesn't happen. <laughs> bloodshot eyes. What was the other one? Green tongue? I mean, listen, bloodshot <clears throat> eyes does happen, but I don't know about the green tongue. All right. Uh, depression. 
Yeah. I guess these are side effects from medical marijuana that have been reported. Uh, dizziness, fast heartbeat, mm-hmm. hallucinations, low blood pressure, cannabis withdrawal syndrome. Uh, let me talk a little bit about just a few of these. Uh, dizziness. When we talk about our aging community, dizziness is a problem, a huge problem. Well, yeah. I mean, I, again, I've always tried to talk my mother All into right. uh, using that, and she's like, I, nope. I can't fall down. Yeah. I'm, I'm scared. I can't fall down. Right. So, and that's what that, oh, yeah. Yeah. It's a big problem. Yeah. And, yeah, it, it could be, oh, I, uh, all right, well, you don't need to go any further. Uh, and then also, cannabis withdrawal syndrome. Feel free to type that into Google if you are going to use medium to high levels of THC on a regular basis. Daily, it's a daily thing, and you're going to go over a couple of months. Cannabis withdrawal symptoms can be very painful, uh, as in, uh, when I say painful, uh, what's the sleep disorder? Uh, when you can't fall asleep at all. Um, insomnia. Insomnia. Insomnia after about five days is more than painful. It's yeah. torture. Yeah, well, again. <laughs> and uh, it's a common side effect. It's a common uh, symptom of cannabis withdrawal syndrome. Yeah. Okay. It doesn't happen to everybody, though. No, they said 50%. Um, but, yeah, it's... Uh, it, and it is it is a long pro. How long is the process to get over? Uh, it, they suggest anywhere from ten to forty five days. Oh now, wow! And the reason for this is because THC uh, can bond to the body's fat sources, and it can stay there for that time period. And as long as it's there, it can be interacting with your receptors, your CB1, CB2 receptors. And that's ba- ma- mainly in your brain. Mainly in your brain, that's correct. And it can have an impact on your sleep cadence. And so basically, until it's gone. right, if you're right. not, if you're using it for sleep and you try to go to sleep, it's going to be like, well, I, I, I'm, I don't know what I'm doing right now. You're not giving me my, yeah, my candy. That's pretty much, that's pretty so much what it does. Yes. I can't find my receptor. Yes. A can't talk to B or whoever's, t- whoever's up there doing whatever they're <laughs> whoever's doing. in charge is <laughs> yes. no longer in charge. Yeah. Uh, but it does, it does come to a peaceful ending. It just takes a little while. Yeah. Uh, let's go, uh, let's go with some knowledge. Uh, cannabis comes in three different forms. So before you go to the dispensary, if you've chosen to go to the medical marijuana side, sativa, indica, and hybrid. Mm-hmm. Now, when, when you talk to a dispensary, when it's, there's THC involved, the terms sativa and indica have a really big play when THC is involved. And one is kind of an active, causes you to be active, and the other one causes you to be calm. One will use one in the evening time so that they get sleep. I believe that is the indica. Indica is definitely your night, your night blend. Night blend. And then sativa being your day blend. Your day blend, yes. And then indica is um, kind kind of a cross between the two of them. Okay. It's kind of in the middle. All right. Um, so that's where, that's where I always go either indica or sativa. I don't mess around too much with hybrids. Okay. Yeah. And the hybrids, that information will come from the dispensary. But what we want to help you with is just go in there with this start. Yeah. So the knowledge of there are three different, uh, blends 
or or or, uh, or source types characteristics of, yeah, maybe characteristics are good. Yeah. Sativa, indica, and hybrid. Do ask if your dispensary is licensed. Well, don't don't just assume. Ask. Go go there before. Or go to their website before. Call them and say, "Can I have your state license number for dispensing uh, marijuana?" Just just ask. Right. They paid a lot for it. I guarantee they paid a lot for it. it so sh- yeah, it they should would love be to tell you. Like right, it should be posted very everywhere. clearly everywhere. Oh my goodness! Yes. It, yeah, this is such an early state for medical marijuana that you bet your bottom that they're going to have things dialed in, and it's going to be very tight. But again, they will be proud to give you that because they spent tons of money on it. Right. If they fumble around, that is not the dispensary, and there's one down the street. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. But feel free. Uh, make sure you ask. The grower also needs to be able to provide a federal license to grow, and that should be on the package. If not, again, start asking why. Okay. I need the grower's license, and I need your dispensary license. That way, you are going to be much more in a position to validate what's on the bag. The bag says it's got 4% THC. You're likely going to take that home. Mm-hmm. But if, you're, if these stores aren't compliant and they're operating outside of federal guidelines, then what you take home, you can't validate until you try it. Yeah, and then, I mean, again, we don't want to go to the bad place again because there's always going to be people out there that want to uh, capture the financial side of this recreational area that we're in. And we don't want to go back to that place. I mean, the THC cartridges took a huge hit. All cartridges took a huge hit. So let's let's be safe. Get it from a good place. Get it from a dispensary, not... The guy on the corner, yeah. not the black market, not the Circle K, not... <laughs> and you had said this earlier, Kim. Yeah. You know, doing this well also protects this plant. Yeah, because there's a whole world out there that is just waiting for something to slip up and they're going to go, <laughs> yeah. oh, I told you so. Right. Well, Big Farmer just wants that to happen. Yeah. Let's just say that yeah. out loud. Yeah, so the more, the smarter we are the better will be. And, and, and let me tell you, there are two benefits why you do not want this to happen. Benefit one, because we're nurturing people, especially as we get uh, up in our age, we actually do care, the most of us, about our future generations and yes. how they will be impacted. So we, we, we like to leave behind something that's good for them, mm-hmm. and which is what this cannabis plant is capable of being. But the other one is, when we did this study, if you are using medical cannabis for any medical use, your price point is about $700 a year. Once Big Pharma gets it, we already did the math, 50000 a year. Same damn product, $50,000 a year as compared to 700 Yeah. Okay? So you got two good reasons to go, yeah, all right, I'm going to check those resources online and do a little bit of homework so that when I get the product, I only have good results. Right. And I don't break a hip, get in a car accident, you know, now I'm on the news and so is, right? Okay. Yeah, and you want to know. You want to know what you have in your hand. You want to know what you're putting in your body. And if you're at a dispensary, they are giving you that sticker that 
Now, I don't know about the recreational. I just know about the medicinal right now. I haven't been to a dispensary for anything recreational. So, But I would assume that you're also getting that sticker on your package that clearly tells you exactly what's yeah. in there. Yep, yep. Yeah, you, yeah. I, I think it is definitely a requirement. If that's missing, I would be questioning again. Is this person operating within federal guidelines? Yes, yes. Uh, and I, I appreciate federal guidelines in this environment. I really do. Well, we need them for a little while yes, until we can, absolutely. and we can all figure out what we're doing, and we're getting yeah. used to the plant again. We're getting used uh, to all of it all over again. All right, more of information uh, as we went through almost every clinical study, every review <laughs> from a doctor. Same thing. Most experts do recommend small amounts of THC. Yes. Okay. And I know I said that earlier. Also, I want you to watch out for word switching. I read a lot of documents, especially not going to the clinical, but just in Google itself. And these are all usually sponsored uh, blogs and, you know, trying to move you over to the website. And they will have conversations like this and see if you can follow this. Uh, medical marijuana uh, is so good for this condition and that condition. And then you go, because medical cannabis has been proven to solve this and that and this. They did a word switch on you, and yeah. you don't even know they're doing it. Right. Okay? Medical marijuana and medical cannabis are two different things. Well, they're two different plants. And they cannot, you cannot go high in medical marijuana. Well, we've already talked about all the problems going high in that for a medical condition. But there is no limit if you're using medical cannabis because it was designed to have low THC in it. So I want you to be on the lookout for them switching. I, I watched it. I'll see medical marijuana at the top of the paragraph and medical cannabis at the bottom of the paragraph. Yeah. And by the way, I've been in this before. I've been in this environment with a different market. And it's a bait and switch, and be careful of it. I just want to bring that up to you. Well, it's where hemp started. Uh, like, everybody was confused. Well, I got a bottle of hemp oil. Well, but you didn't get any CBD. You got hemp oil. Yeah, right, right. Another bait and switch It's another bait thing. and switch, yes. Yep. All right. Let's talk a little bit about comparisons between the two. Uh, so, again, medical marijuana being high in THC, low in CBD. Mm -hmm. Medical cannabis being high in CBD, low in THC. All right, THC is psychoactive, meaning yes. it will cause those symptoms of dizziness, euphoria, right. paranoia, all that stuff. So the more of it you do, the bigger that psychoactive effect is going to be. You should know that about THC. The more CBD you do, it's not psychoactive, no. does not have that. So I can continue, I can take 600 milligrams of CBD and still not get any psychoactive effects. Right. Make sure you understand the difference between those. Yeah. Uh, there is a tolerance difference between the two. Tolerance. What I mean by tolerance is your body becomes resistant to it. The THC molecule, absolutely. If you are a frequent user, it takes about three months. It doesn't sound very long. But it does. Your body becomes tolerant or resistant to it. The receptors do not recognize it. And most informed or um, you know, people who use THC often mm -hmm. know that they have to take a two-week break. Yeah. If not, they're spending way too much on their, on their marijuana. Right. So they know this, but you don't know this yet. So 
uh, THC, uh, your, your receptors become resistant to it. CBD does not have any of that quality. Right. So you can continue to take CBD, and that issue does not come up. Okay? You're talking about a full-spectrum CBD? No, just it's a CBD molecule itself as okay. compared to the THC molecule. Oh, okay. So I'm not talking about brands or brands mixtures. Or blends, I'm just no. talking about those two molecules. Okay. All right. And But it's easy with your THC. You just take a little two-week break. And Correct. then you can go back. Correct. And then it, your body will reset itself. Again, lots of studies with this. Okay. You do, a, you do a search in those places and you'll find that data in abundance. Okay. Okay. So again, I'll say that one more time just so we're clear. Your body become, becomes resistant to THC over time. Oh. So you will have to use more and more and more to get the same outcome. Mm. Your body does not become resistant to CBD. So okay. the amount today will be the exact same effect as the amount a year from now. Okay. Um, uh, can, can I use, what, what can I use in abundance? Again, using THC in abundance has, has um, problems, physical problems, motor, motor skill problems. Yeah. Okay. Social skill problems. Uh, CBD, none. Right. Okay. So again, I want you to see these things for uh, where they are, uh, especially towards first-time users. Hey, how about we talk about eating versus smoke? Go, Kimberly. This is your bag. <laughs> tell us about what do our listeners need to know if they are first-time users. Mm -hmm. It's a THC product, meaning a medical marijuana product. The difference between eating versus smoked. Well, smoking uh, marijuana, you're gonna you're gonna feel your effects right away. They're gonna they're gonna come creeping on in right away within like a couple minutes. Yeah. you're gonna feel the effects of the THC, and uh, it's intense. And it, but it start, it gets to a peak pretty quickly, and then it'll come start calming down. What's quickly? Quickly, so, yeah, uh, kind of give so them a time frame. You're probably going to be high uh, at the peak part for like the first 30, 40 minutes. Okay. And then it's going to start creeping down, and then you'll you'll you can be fine, and you can decide then: Do I want to smoke more? Was that enjoyable? I liked that. Okay. okay. Um, now, if you do an edible, you're completely out of control. First of all, so once it goes down, <laughs> right. there's no nothing. So sometimes when you smoke, we've always heard eat. Yeah. Which you're going to probably do naturally anyway with THC, which Stimulates is one of my downfalls for it. Um, mm -hmm. right. But uh, so if you eat, you you can also, the high when you're smoking, it'll come down a little quicker. When you when you eat an edible, you're, you are no longer in, I mean, you're not in control. There's really not a whole lot you can do. You can do some CBD, but. Um, it's going to take about an hour. Uh, for me, it's about 30 minutes, but for, for you, sometimes like two hours, yeah. I, it, it can be anywhere in there. There's a lot of people that make the mistake in the beginning. They'll wait a half hour. They're like, I don't feel anything. Oh yeah. I'm right. Like, this is real. This isn't working for me. That was nothing. And they'll take an, another edible. Don't do that. Don't fall in that trap. <laughs> do not do that. Um, I would just, I would wait. Just, it, it, I would only get a gummy. That I, I've tried a 5% gummy and it did, it did not, I did not like that. 
I did not like that much THC. So I would say if there's like a 1% gummy mm -hmm. or two, or take your gummy and chop it down mm -hmm. into pieces, uh, fours, e fourths easily. Yeah. Um, and, and just wait for it. Wait for that overall feeling. And it comes in and it's, ve it's very slow. And you don't realize it until you're like, boom, there it is. Wow. Yep. And uh, again, if you start low, you won't have any bad, you won't have any problems. If you eat that whole gummy and you're not used to it, you're, you're, you're going to be high and you're going to be high for probably five or six hours. Yes, that's what I wanted you to bring out that yes, one. Yes, yep. it's a long, it's a big difference. long high. So. And it's supposed to be, I've heard, it's a, it feels different. Uh, I've heard people talk that it's a body high it's as opposed to a mm -hmm. head one. Right. Okay, so if you smoke it, you get a head high. If you Eat ingest it. it, then you get a body high. Right. Okay. And you're and again, you're there. You're you might as well sit down and and um, do what you can. If you feel like you're really a really uncomfortable, take yeah. some CBD. Yeah. Try and eat a little bit. Lay down if you can. Um, and we're not talking too familiar. THC users. We're talking about new users. Right. So, yeah, but please, if you're, if you're, you know what you're doing here, this conversation yeah. wasn't for you. Knock yourself yeah, out. We were not, right. yeah. we're not trying to make any judgments there at all. Let me continue. Uh, so, again, this is another time to bring up, be careful, friends. We'll always show up going, here, here's a, here's a gummy, here's a brownie, here's a... Yeah, gummy a. parties are, are the rage. Just do, uh, do a little homework first if you're new, as opposed to, you know... Yeah, no, I'm going to leave it at that. And listen, it's been a long time since I've used this reference or said it. Something about alcohol and, and, and marijuana. So you're supposed to do one first and not the other because you can really get the spins and barf. Okay. So watch alcohol with first-time users and marijuana. All right, so a common thread was this. If you do want to consider medical marijuana for a condition or even first-time users want to try it for recreational purposes. Yeah. Then here's your here's your here's a good uh, a good directional statement. Start slow, go low. Yeah. And here's how that here's what they say to make this make sense. You can always add, but you can never take it away once it's in. Yeah. So again, start slow, go low. All right, let's wrap this up. If you have any questions please feel free to reach out to us at info at yep. or submit that question on our Facebook or Instagram. Love to have those from you guys. Really, we do. Uh, I also know that our next show, we are going to give you the info that I think will be valuable regarding what is full spectrum when it comes to CBD products. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of talk and a lot of promoting. Let's get down and we have, uh, if we give you a good understanding of it, then you will be able to better make decisions. Definitely. And your money will be well spent then because you'll right. get what you're looking for. Yeah. 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 And because there's, you know, now there's three types of CBD out on the market. Right, and, right. And you don't know. And they all can have value. Yeah. But it's, again, condition specific is the key here. Right. Is what you're getting exactly what was going to give you the best benefit. And now your money, and now, now it matches. Right. Yeah. Yes. So that's what we want to do for you. Okay. That is going to be a wrap for today. Again, stay connected with us. We love talking with you. Mm -hmm. And this is Ed Cheney, your hemp authority, wishing you a 
canorific day. <laughs> Bye till next time. Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to the CBD Ed Show. Please join your host, Edward Cheney, for another edition next Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Variety Channel. We can also be heard each week on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Until we talk again, enjoy the upcoming weekend, and we'll be here soon. Oh, 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 oh,